Welcome to the Inner Game Academy podcast, a show where we help you overcome your fears, boost your confidence and give you the best chance of becoming a professional footballer. If you're a young footballer looking to take your game to the next level, this podcast is for you. Whether you're struggling with nerves before games, finding it hard to recover from setbacks or just looking for ways to take your game to the next level, Luke and Rob have you covered. So join us each week and let us help you become the confident, fearless footballer you were born to be. Listen up, we've got some massively exciting news. Our brand new six-week Pro Accelerator program is starting very soon. If you want to improve your confidence, overcome nerves, have the best chance of becoming a pro, this program is not to be missed. You'll have six weeks to improve your game on and off the pitch with guaranteed results. During the program, you'll be coached live by me and Luke, mentored by current pros, and you'll have exclusive access to our brand new journal and workbook, which you'll be doing sessions on. How to get over negative thoughts, how to get into the zone and stay there, how to gain, protect and to keep your confidence. Limited spaces are available. Apply now at www.innergameprocourse.com. That's www.innergameprocourse.com. Hello and welcome to the Inner Game Academy podcast. I am your co-host, Luke O'Neill, and I am joined here by... Robert Blackburn. that's all right we'll take it in turns we'll take it in turns so today we've got a a mini short podcast before we jump on academy call so i've literally just got off the phone to a player who has a massive game this weekend massive game calling me asking me for advice saying oh my god we've got a massive game what if we lose to which i said what if you do lose? It's okay. How do we deal with a pressure situation? How do we deal with a, a game that's perceived as big? So how do you deal with, for you, you've been at Wembley four times. I was at Wembley this weekend watching a game. How do we deal with a pressure situation and a pressure game? What do you do? Uh, well, it depends because you can do, for example, there's things you can do uh, pre-match and post-match. You have the post-match review on on pressure. So what did pressure do to you? How did you deal with it? What would you do differently? So again, these are the questions that you ask because, for for example, Plymouth, even though they lost, it's still, for example, a wonderful experience. You got to play at Wembley in a cup final. Amazing experience. And the lessons they can take from that to then take into the league can either win win them the league or it's going to capitulate them. So again, there's there's pressure can do things to people that is, you know, things that we don't experience before. It can do some crazy things. Like I once played at Wembley and my body shut down for the first half an hour through it's what people feel pressure in different parts of the body. So if I had a pressure game, where would I sometimes feel it? I sometimes feel it in my legs. Some mm-hmm. people might feel it in their tummy. Rob, where, where would you feel pressure? It comes out in different parts of the body, doesn't it? In yeah, it's a weird one. So when we feel anxious and anxiety, we don't it's a it's a weird one. When I explain to people, we don't feel it in your head, do you? You feel it physically, you get physical symptoms. So I've heard of people get really tight calves really tight quads for me i feel it in my stomach like the butterflies as you describe it the butterflies in your stomach the physical symptoms in your stomach which is i know what it is it's really it's preparing me i mean flight or flight mode and what my body is doing like i've seen players before games sicken being sick 
like you can hear them being sick and you can hear some people going to the toilet. And the reason why that is, is because your body's looking to expel as much as it can upwards or downwards, whatever way it is. So you can run quicker. So basically go into flight or flight mode. Unfortunately, your, your brain doesn't realize that you're wearing clothes and it will probably slow you down. So that's what the body's trying to do. When you feel that fight or flight mode, it's trying to, it's trying to get rid of things so you can run quicker. So I feel it there. Same as I get them butterflies in my stomach. I feel like sick. You said you feel it in your legs. Well, it's also, yeah, like you said, it's the fight, fight or flight. The body, mm. again, it's the, the is, is the brain kind of like hundreds, still hundreds of years ago. It's still there. It hasn't quite caught up with mm. the modern world. So it, it puts us into this fight or flight because it still thinks the body's at risk. And again, like I think, where there's pressured moments, the way I the way I flipped it around now. So pressure when I was younger would result in me overthinking. I'd create a story in my head of how the game was going to go, and I'd keep attaching to that story. And before you know it, I've scored I've scored two own goals, and you know I'm getting taken off. But equally, what we don't do is let, sometimes our brain wonders, but we never do the positive side of it. Or I felt like pressure always. People say pressure, people think negatively, I think. They, they put a negative connotation with pressure. When, if we can first spin it, you know, spin it to the fact that if there's pressure, we are about to experience something that we want. So, mm. for example, a cup final. If we feel pressure in a cup final, why? Because we want to win it. It means something. So, first and foremost, that's what we work towards. We want to be in these pressured moments because that's what we work for. We work for these pressured moments. So, when we feel pressure, just go... First and foremost, acknowledge it and go, I'm in a place where I'm doing well because if I'm experiencing pressure, I'm in a place where I want to be. So pressure is a good thing. But I, 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 the best way to describe how I deal with pressure now is I've got an example where in our elite inner journal that we've created for everyone on our on our academy, where if you want one message, the Inner Game Academy, we can get one sent out to you. We have... In our diary, every single morning, we write down, there's a section where it's a stressful thought I've been having. So, for example, I played the Burnley game and, you know, only last week. And it, it, in my head, I, I could start to build. I was building the pressure in my head. No one else. I was doing it. We don't, people don't put pressure on us. We internalize it. So the pressure comes from ourselves. So I was like, okay, well, what am I feeling for this game? So I felt a little bit of nerves and pressure because... I'm back in, uh, I was back at centre-back because one of the centre-backs got injured and we're playing against a team that's one of the highest scoring teams in the league. They're pretty much already promoted. So they're a Premier League side and they've got attacking players with vast experience and a number of goals. So before this game, I'm starting to build up this story of them scoring goals at Turf Moor on their, on their home turf, you know, live on Sky. So these thoughts are starting to kind of build up. The difference between, you know, me me when I was younger would probably let these thoughts carry on, would try to block them out, which I know a lot of people do. They try to block them out and pretend they're not there. That then kind of builds the pressure even more. I then, you know, spend the whole night like my eyes are awake. I can't sleep because I'm still thinking about it. And before you know it, I'm tired and exhausted and I'm not really in a state to play the game. Where me now, what I do is in this diary, we've created a section to deal with these sort of things because these are normal thoughts. Everybody has these thoughts. So the same player that talked to Robin's got this big game on the weekend and he's nervous for it. Well, people on the other team are feeling the exact same thing. Mm. We just don't, we don't put things into perspective. So this is why we created this part of the diary. And what I did the other day is 
that what was the stressful thought I've been having? So I was back at centre back. I could be exposed by the best team in the championship. That was the initial thought, getting exposed by the best team in the championship live on Sky at centre back. So I was like, well, is, what is the turnaround that I can give give myself peace? So you, now we acknowledge the thought, we write it down, we accept it. And it's like, OK, well, how can I flip this around? So the way I flipped it is I work and I want these moments. And that's mm. what I put. Generally, I'm reading off my diary now. I mm. work and want these moments not only to play against the league's best, but to find a way, and this is the difference, not only to play against the league's best, but to find a way to stop them, dominate them and be better. Love that. So I broke it down again. So to do that, what do I need to do? Nice. Because the, writing that down wasn't enough. I was like, right, what can I do? So me in the past would put, I need to win all my, I need to win all my tackles. I need to dominate him. I need to have a hundred percent pass completion. That was me of the past. But now I realise those things aren't in my control. I can't win every tackle. If it's 60-40 in their favour, they should win it. I can't have 100% pass completion because if someone changes direction as I pass it, my heart... so I was like, well, what things can I actually do? So I wanted to read the game well. I wanted to be fast in the mind, which resulted in me being completely present. I wanted to be smarter. I wanted to you know, be a master the dark arts as they say so doing them mm. extra things off the ball that the ref doesn't like and i wanted to be free in my thinking so how mm. did i be free in my thinking i started writing things down and then the last bit which i did to give me complete peace because like my brain's still not quite there it hasn't quite you know i'm not in a place where i'm completely free so i put that guarantees me doing those things above that guarantees me the best chance of performing if it does and i perform great if i perform really well then great that's what i put if i before if if I do all them things and it guarantees me the best chance, it doesn't guarantee a performance. It guarantees me the best chance of performing. And I put, and if it does great. And if it doesn't, and I don't have a good game, then we learn, but either way, I'm going to play next week and I'm going to be better, wiser. And uh, yeah, I'm going to be a better and a wiser player. So I really went on a, like a journey to deal with these thought processes, which me of the past, I'd sit there. I let the thoughts take over me they would just spiral out of control and before you know it, i'm going into a game not present not happy not enjoying it tired fatigued my legs would be heavy and i wonder why because i've just done a marathon in my head but mm. now this is the that is the process i did it took me five minutes i'm looking at it in front of me now five minutes you know i put down the thoughts i looked at them accepted them and i thought right well how can i flip this around to my favor and then put in you know, a plan, a master plan, which which covered both ways. It doesn't mean we're going to win. doesn't mean we're going to lose. But I looked at both sides to it. And then, do you know, what? I fell asleep and I was done. I was like, right, that's both outcomes dealt with. And I'm OK, regardless of what, what either outcome is. But I've made sure if I win, great, I learn. If I lose, great, I still learn. And that was the way that I prepared for that game. Mate, that was gold. I just want to say... I love listening to that. That was amazing. And I'll say, I'm proud of you, mate. <laughs> like, it's genuinely how far you've come is ridiculous. And I sometimes Thanks. don't see how, how actually proud I am of you. How, how I, well wasn't, I, wasn't sure, I wasn't sure if you were still there when I was talking. I was, I was, in, I was, I was absorbed, mate. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Mm. Um, I was yeah, absorbed into that story. Amazing. Yeah, journaling is good because... I, I will re review that at the end of the week and go, that works. Okay, mm -hmm. that didn't work. Why didn't it work? And it's like, well, regardless of win, lose or draw, I've got 
because I've wrote something down, I can go back to it and go, that worked, that didn't work. Next week, I'm going to do that bit, not that bit, because that didn't work. But if we don't write something down or we don't have anything that we can measure, measure meaning a process that may or might not work, then we're always going to just be shooting in the dark hoping. So for the listeners that are, they're inconsistent in pressure and dealing with pressure, they're inconsistent in thinking. dealing with confidence, then I've got a question, well, what consistencies do you have in place? Because if you're ever just hoping and guessing, then you're always going to be up and down. Yeah. So, yeah. So I don't know if anyone's got any takes from that. And if they do have any takes from that and listen to this and implement anything, um, send it into the Inner Game Academy because I'd love to hear. But that's that's my way. It is it's dealing with things not in your head, but on paper and writing it out and, and placing things logically. So for the player who just rang me, when he started talking about the pressure, I stopped him and I said, You're talking about stop talking about the pressure. What's the opportunity? You're looking yeah. at the you're looking at it in the negative side. Like, what's the opportunity in it? All you're looking at is the negatives. You're like, oh my God, what if we lose? What about the other players? What if it goes wrong? I'm like, well, what if it goes right? What's the opportunity in this? This is an opportunity to basically put the league to bed. This is an opportunity. What's the opportunity? Tell me. Tell me how this is an opportunity. Tell me the positives in this rather than just look at the negatives and put yourself into that fear and pressure state and thinking, oh my God, oh my God. What if it goes wrong? It's, it's on TV. What if it goes right? What if it goes well? Like for you, what if it goes right? Like kept a clean sheet against Burnley. But I saw you played pretty well. I didn't watch it, to be honest. I didn't watch it, but I saw you played pretty pretty well. You mastered the dark hearts. You uh wait someone. Well, I did. You, you messaged me that night. Yeah. I wait I wait someone, which you did. Love it. Well, do you know what? it's easy to build the stories because no team have ever gone to Burnley and kept a clean sheet in pretty much a calendar year, apart from Man City. So we're the last teams to do it. So it's easy to stack the kind of the, the, the narrative against, yeah, the narrative against mm. you because the facts are kind of there, but there's also facts for, to build the other side. We just got to, we've got to consciously look for them. Mm. And the thing is I wrote down what I, what I need to do. I need to read the game better than the, better than my opponent. I need to be fast in the minds. I need to be smarter. I need to manage the dark arts. I need to be free. So listen, I did them five things that I wrote down and it, it will always guarantee me the best chance of performing. It doesn't mean that I will perform, mm -hmm. but it guarantees me the best chance because they're the things that I can physically control. And this game, I did do them five things, but if I didn't, people are like, well, what happens if you didn't do that? Well, if I didn't do that, I would have gone, okay, well, I would have gone to my diary and I would have flipped over to the other side because we have a, we have a morning side and an afternoon side. So we kind of have the day ahead of us and then we have a reflection of the day. So where it has training and match recovery, I would have gone, okay, well, what things went wrong? And I would have wrote down three things that went wrong. And then I would have analyzed it. I've gone, okay, well, what could I have done better? Well, I could have done this, 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 and this. So regardless of the result, the processes are still the same. You know, I still would look at winning and losing the same. There's still learnings to take from but it went well, but equally, you know, I'm not a huge surprise that it went well because I, I planned for that. And if it went wrong, I'll be like, well, it's not a huge surprise because it's football. But yeah. I plan for both. Yeah. I plan for both sides of it. Like you could win, you could lose. And the same thing happens this weekend. I've got the same processes in place. 
will my body feel as much pressure? I'll let you know in a day or two's time. But whatever happens, I will have my journal in front of me that as I wake up in the morning, I'll be like, how do I feel today? Well, I feel confident. Good. Okay, well, how can I not be overconfident? How can I, again, put measures in place? What do I want to focus on this week? It's a different team. They have a different strength to Burnley. So what do I need to focus on? What what things can I actually physically completely control that I need to be fully alert on? And I'll put them in place. And guess what? Win, lose or draw, I'll be kind of going back over it, going, okay, what went well? What went badly? What can I do better next week? And I just make sure when I go into each game that I'm a smarter, wiser and better player because of it. Yeah, I agree. One of your biggest strengths now is the ability to let go, I think. What'd you say? The ability to let go. Oh, there we go. <laughs> that? go. Have, I, have I been done? Have I been done there? Yeah, because I let go of what you said. Oh, that was terrible, mate. I think we have to. No, end. it was good. It was good. <laughs> but I think that as well. honestly God, like, like yeah, what, well, what I said, I, but I, I didn't know. I didn't used to be that. I, I was I never that player. I used mm. to hold on to everything, and I could remember everything, and I'd live everything, and I'd be like. And as I'd, I'd hold on to everything, and when someone would look at me, I'm like, they're thinking about that as well. And mm. it would eat away at me, and I wouldn't sleep at night. So, listen, for people listening, and they're in that place of, yeah, I hold on to everything. That was me. Mm. Um, what changed? Experience, doing the journaling, doing the things I just said. Also, my little girl. The, yeah, go on, Rob. Rob. Yeah, Rob. <laughs> Rob was big. Yeah. Praise me. The, Crazy. Yeah, doing 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 all the courses that we're putting, <laughs> yeah doing all the courses we put to the kids. Uh, they uh, they that that changed me. It gave me more perspective. It gave me better tools. Uh, the one of the other things is my little girl. Like she put things more into perspective. I came home once. Like, I've always said it. Mm. I've scored an own goal. I was I hang on to it. Mm. I was devastated, and I came home through the front door. And she went. She came up. She stood there, and I went. Jazzy, I scored. Mm-hmm. And she ran over to me, gave me a big cuddle. I mm. didn't tell her what net it was. And do you know what? She yeah, didn't care. That's amazing. She didn't care. Why? Because she didn't understand it. And that's sometimes what we need. We need perspective. And how do you get perspective? You can get it in different ways. You can get it from friends, family, doing something else, doing it yourself. Mm. Uh, perspective is key. So, yeah, we can put perspective on pressure as well. Uh, how can we put perspective on pressure? Write things down. Talk to people. Put it on paper. So... Yeah. yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, massive kids give you massive perspective. And the other thing is, I think it also comes with age as you get older as well. You can process things differently. We experience is the big thing. When experience. Does, when, does, when does the when does the brain fully mature? Thirty around thirty years old. Wow. Yeah. Nice. Mm. Two years left for you, mate. Yeah, no, I'm mature. <laughs> But yeah, around 30 years old, the brain. So when you, as you do get older, you do mature and you do get wiser and more wisdom because you've got more games under your belt. So Luke's done that as well. As he's learned and he's matured and he's got more experience, he's, I think that's one of your, your key skills, the ability to let things go. So I'm going to let things go now by getting off the call. <laughs> to the Academy kids where we're going to, build on this now we're actually going to talk about this and we're going to talk about the beach ball metaphor which is really interesting if you want to know about the beach ball metaphor join us in the inner game academy or our six-week course that is amazing in our completely biased opinion so thanks for listening if you like this podcast you know what to do give us a five-star review 
Share it with your friends. Share it to your stories. Tag us in it and we'll share it. Of course we will. Thanks for listening. Luke, I will see you on the other side. Thanks for listening to the Inner Game Academy podcast. Please do us a massive favour and give us a five-star review on Apple or Spotify. Tag us in your stories. We'll share it. Subscribe because it helps us spread awareness of the show. Thanks very much for your help and we'll see you on the next episode.